ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون اللهم صل على محمد وعلى ال محمد كما صليت على ابراهيم وعلى ال ابراهيم وبارك على محمد وعلى ال محمد كما باركت على ابراهيم وعلى ال ابراهيم في العالمين انك حميد مجيد اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار we begin by praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we praise him and we ask his help and we seek his forgiveness and we seek refuge in Allah from the evil inside us and from the evil consequences of our bad actions Whoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guides, no one can misguide. And whoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala leaves to go astray, no one can guide. I testify that there is no God to be worshipped but Allah and Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, our master, is the messenger of Allah. The one who was the most educated person about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who said, إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يَنَامُ وَلَا يَنْبَغِي لَهُ أَنْ يَنَامُ That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not sleep, and it does not befit His Majesty that He sleeps. He raises the scales and lowers them. The deeds of the day will be resurrected to Him before the deeds of the night, and the deeds of the night will be resurrected to Him before the deeds of the day. His veil is light. If he were to remove the veil, his veil, the light that comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's face will burn all the creation. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the transcendent, the absolute, the real, which means everything and everybody else depends upon Him. He knows everything that is, everything that was and everything that will ever be. He also knows everything that isn't or wasn't and will never be. So praise due to Him, the one who manifested the light of the Rabi'ul Awwal and salutations and blessings upon our messengers sallallahu alayhi wa sallam the chosen one the best of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's creation and upon those who follow him and reflect his guidance and upon those also who follow them in guidance those who will seek his intercession in a day when everybody else will be struck with fear Brothers and sisters, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was the one who informed us about the greatness of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. To provide us with a glimmer of awareness of the immensity of his rank, which in reality cannot come to comprehend it. 
the son of Al-Izz ibn Abdi Salam, rahimahullah, a great Shafi'i scholar, he asked his father, he asked his father, Al-Izz ibn Abdi Salam, and he says, my father explained to me, how is the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa is preferred over all men? Immediately the Imam said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa in the Quran, out of his generosity to him, وَأَنزَلَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْكَ الْكِتَابَ وَالْحِكْمَةِ وَعَلَّمَكَ مَا لَمْ تَكُنْ تَعْلَمُ وَكَانَ فَضْلُ اللَّهِ عَلَيْكَ عَظِيمًا That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sent down the book and wisdom upon you, O Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah has sent down the book and wisdom, and He taught you what you didn't know. And the favor of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon you is immense. There are many different ways how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala preferred the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. How He showed the greatness of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He said sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, أَنَا سَيِّدُ وَلَدِ آدَمَ وَلَا فَخْرِ He said, and he is الصَّادِقْ الْمَصْدُوقِ الَّذِي لَا يَنْطِقُ عَنِ الْهَوَى He said, and he is the trustworthy, the truthful, the one who does not say anything from his own desire. I am the master of the children of Adam, and I'm not boasting. And a master is whoever is ascribed with sublime attributes and luminous qualities of character. And Imam al-Nawawi rahimahullah, he said, That the master is the one that people go to when the calamity strikes them. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is, is better than them in both abodes, in this life and the next life. In this life because he was given the best personality. And he said that, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated that in the Quran, that he was given the best of personality. In the next life he will be better because compensation and repayment is arranged according to the person's qualities and attributes. So he is better than them in both both abodes. And he said sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, wala fakhr. And I'm not boasting. Just to remove any illusion of any ignorant person that might assume that the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said it to boast about him. Another way, brothers and sisters, how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala favored our Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He said sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that the banner of praise will be in my hand in the last day. And every prophet and a messenger will be under my praise. That also indicates his, his high rank over the prophets. Since the only meaning of being shown preference is by being singled out for ranks and for virtues. Another favor is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala swore by his life, by the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam's life. He said in the Quran, la'amuruka, by your life. And when you swear by somebody else's life, that shows the honor and the preciousness of that person. That this person is, is actually worthy to be the object of an oath. Also, he said sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, I'm the first to intercede, and the first whose intercession will be accepted. Also another reason 
that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala favored the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam over all men is the miracle of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That the miracle of every prophet ceased and came to an end. But the miracle of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam will remain until the day of rising. Another favor, brothers and sisters, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protected his ummah, his community, from agreeing in any misguidance. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protected this ummah from agreeing on any misguidance, whether they are the core fundamentals or smaller issues. There is no one in his community there is no one in his community with a goodly state but the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam but the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has the same reward for his state added to the state of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi Muhammad. There is no action by which a person does in order to draw near to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam will get the same exact reward added to the reward of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. There is no high rank or any glorious level that any of his community obtains, but the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has the same reward for his state added to the state of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Qadi Iyad rahimahullah in his very important and famous book, Ashifa. And if you don't have this book, it's about time to get that book and read it. Read it to your family. Really, teach it to your children. It's a great book. It's about the rise of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Because we all claim that we love the Messenger of Allah. We all claim that we know the Messenger of Allah. But we don't know anything about the rights of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Ash-Shifa fi Hukuq al-Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wasallam by Imam al-Qadi Iyam. He said in this book that belief in the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam is obligatory upon every individual. Belief is not complete without it. Islam is only valid with it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has linked belief in Him with belief in the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. They are inseparable. And this is really the meaning of shahada, of saying, Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah wa ashhadu anna Muhammad rasulullah. The Messenger of Allah sallallahu has many rights upon us, many rights upon us. And one of the great rights that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu has over us is to love Him, is to love Him. And this love must be presented in our deeds, in our words. This love must be a part of what we believe. <coughs> He must be dearer to us than ourselves and our children. You know, they asked Sayyidina Ali ibn Abi Talib radiallahu to explain the love of the Sahaba for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. He said, Wallahi, we loved them more than we loved ourselves. We loved them more than we loved our children, our wealth. We loved them more the cold water, a person who is dying of thirst. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Qur'an, say if your fathers and your children and your brothers, your spouses, your kin, wealth that you've gained, businesses in which you fear decline, beautiful houses that you delight, dearer to you than Allah and His Messenger and striving in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's cause, 
then wait until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brings about his decision. The Sahaba of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa gave the best example how a person, a Muslim should love the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa In the battle of Badr, when Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa was asking people to advise him, and he kept saying, oh people, give me your counsel. Then Umar and Abu Bakr and, and Maqdad, they all of them, they gave Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam their words. And they advised the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Then the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam kept asking people, give me your counsel. And then a man from the Ansar, a great man from the Ansar, 32 or 33 years old, Sa'd ibn Mu'adh, rahimahullah, wa radiyallahu an Sa'd. He understood that the Messenger of Allah wanted one of the Ansar to speak. Because Abu Bakr and Umar and Muqtad were from Muhajirin, they were from Mecca, they migrated to Medina. But Rasulullah wanted to test the Ansar, because that was the first test. Because they gave their pledge to Allah and His Messenger to defend Allah, and defend the Message of Allah, and to defend the Muslims, and to defend the Messenger of Allah So Rasulullah kept asking people to give him their advice. And then Sa'ad understood and he said, Ya Rasulullah, it is as if you want us to speak. He said, yes, O Sa'ad. He said, Ya Rasulullah, and listen to this. 32 years old, he said, Ya Rasulullah, and he was holding the banner of the Ansar in the battle of Badr. He said, Ya Rasulullah, we believed in you, and we believe in everything that she came with. Ya Rasulullah, we give you our covenant and our pledges. Ya Rasulullah, Adi man tu'adi, Ya Rasulullah, go and fight whoever you want, we'll fight him with you. Go and hold peace to whoever you want, and we'll hold peace with him. Ya Rasulullah, Ya Rasulullah, if you were to cross this sea, Wallahi, we would have crossed it with you. None of us, not even a single man would have remained behind. We don't even know the name of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. We wouldn't even spend time, spend time reading a book about Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Some of us, we spend a lot of time, we waste a lot of time on Sundays, football, the Steelers, the Penguins, the playoffs, this, that, who made it? And we don't even spend time to get to know a little bit about the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Learn a little bit about the family of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi the Sahaba of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Wallahi, there are some of us who don't even know the name or the names of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Sa'd ibn Mu'adh, he gave the best example. Wallahi, the Sahaba, they, they, as Urwa ibn Mas'ud said, when Quraysh sent them to negotiate with the Messenger of Allah sallallahu in Hudaybiyah, and he saw how the Sahaba loved the Messenger of Allah, he went back and he said, Wallahi, Wallahi, I've met with the Persian king. Wallahi, I met with the Roman king. And I've never seen someone who loves someone as much as I see these people love Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And I've never seen someone who respects someone as the companions of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam respect them. Wallahi, I saw that the moment that he spit the phlegm, 
you'll find a hand will catch that flame and wipe it in their hands and wipe it in their faces. Wallahi, I used to see him gathering around his wudu until he finishes his wudu. They always fight in one another. Who's gonna use the wudu after him? The Sahaba brothers and sisters, they literally walked, they literally followed the footsteps of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu They used to beg him for his clothes, for his cloth so they can be shrouded in when they die. The Sahaba of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, Abu Bakr al-Siddiq and Umar and others, Thawban, he was a freed slave of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. He used to go and visit him every day. And one time Rasulullah sallallahu was, was away and he didn't get the chance to see Rasulullah. When the Prophet sallallahu came back, he saw Thawban and he said, Ya Thawban, what is wrong with you? He said, Ya Rasulullah, Aw hashtani Ya Rasulullah, I missed you. I didn't have the chance to see you yesterday and I missed you and that got me to thinking about the last day. But if I make it to Jannah and you'll be in the highest level of Jannah and if I make it to Jannah, I'll be just in Jannah. And you be in the highest level of Jannah. In other words, the Jannah really doesn't mean anything if I don't get to see you. That's what he's trying to say. Rasulullah didn't know what to say. Until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent down, وَمَنْ يُطِعِ اللَّهَ وَرَسُولَهُ Whoever obeys Allah and His Messenger, whoever obeys Allah and His Messenger will be with them. Will be with them. Anas ibn Malik said, Wallahi, since this, we all became so happy when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent down this, uh, this verse. Because we know that we love Allah and His Messenger. We know that we obey Allah and His Messenger. That nothing dearer to us than Allah and His Messenger. <laughs> Imam Al Qadi Ayyad also he said that your love has to be real, have to be genuine. And he said, whoever loves something prefers it and prefers to bring himself into harmony with it. Otherwise, his love is not genuine, it's only pretended. It's only pretended. Another right of the Messenger of Allah over us is to follow him. And this is in fact another sign of showing love to the Messenger of Allah If your love was genuine and true, then you will follow him. You will follow him. You know, Ibn Rajab rahimahullah, he said genuine love requires emulation, requires that to love what the beloved loves and detest in what he hates. Brothers and sisters, we can talk all day long about the love of the Messenger of Allah about the love of the Sahaba, about his right upon us. Inshallah, my last point is the issue that, you know, that comes up every year during the, the month of Rabi'ul Awwal, which is whether it is halal or haram to celebrate the birth of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam or the Mawlid. And this issue, brothers and sisters, is an issue of controversy amongst the scholars. Some consider it to be disliked. 
Some others, they said it reached the level of prohibitions, haram. Some others, they considered to be a praiseworthy innovation or bid'ah. And I think the reason behind all that is their definitions of the word bid'ah. Imam al-Qarafi rahimahullah died 662, a Maliki, great Maliki scholar, he divided bid'ah into five. Obligatory, recommended, permissible, dislike, and prohibited. There are so many great scholars who wrote against celebrating the Mawlid. There are so many great scholars also who wrote in support of celebrating the Mawlid of Rasulullah Ibn Taymiyyah has two different opinions. One it says it's a bid'ah and you shouldn't do it. And another one he said that you should do it if that will bring you closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ibn Hajar al-Asqalani as well, and this is what Imam al-Suyuti, in a book of Fatawa of Imam al-Suyuti, he, he stated the opinion of Ibn Hajar al-Asqalani rahimahullah, when the Messenger of Allah sallallahu migrated to Medina and he found people celebrating the day of Ashura, and he asked about the day of Ashura, and they said, Ya Rasulullah, هذا يوم نجى الله فيه موسى. This is a day when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saved the Prophet Musa alayhi salam. Then Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi salam says, We have greater right to Musa than anybody else. And then he said, Next year I will fast and I'll fast a day either before or after it. Ibn Hajar al-Asqalani rahimahullah in his commentary he said, وَهَذَا دَلِيلَ عَلَىٰ أَنَّ الْإِحْتِفَاءُ بِالنِّعَمْ جَائِزٍ And this is a proof that celebrating the ni'am, the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is permissible. And then he said, and there is, there is no greater blessing or favor from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala after being a Muslim than the Messenger of Allah. The blessings of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, لَقَدْ مَنَّ اللَّهُ عَلَى الْمُؤْمِنِينَ لَقَدْ مَنَّ اللَّهُ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed people by sending in the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So he is a blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He is a favor from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. However, however, my opinion, if celebrating the Mawlid of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam will bring you closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and you will be able to avoid, to avoid anything contrary to the Islamic law, and you're doing it out of love to the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and you're not doing it as an obligatory or sunnah, then you'll be rewarded insha'Allah. You will be rewarded for your love to the Messenger of Allah. And if you shun celebrating the Mawlid of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, also out of fear that that might bring you to fall into something haram or to do something haram, you will also be rewarded by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So either ways, you'll be rewarded insha'Allah. The most important thing is to, to actually know who is the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. أَقُولُ قَوْلِي هَذَا وَأَسْتَغْفِرُ اللَّهَ لِي وَلَكُمْ الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وأصحابه ونالاه اللهم اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري واحلل عقدة من لساني يفقه قولي As we said brothers and sisters, the message of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has many, many rights over us and we have to fulfill these rights 
the rights of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. We have to follow the Sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. We have to send salams and peace and blessings upon Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Ubayy ibn Ka'b radiallahu anhu narrated the hadith that Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam was walking in, in the streets at night and he says, "Oh people, oh people, get up and pray. Pray to Allah subhanahu wa taala. لقد أزفت الأزفة. The end is near. Get up and pray to Allah subhanahu wa taala." He said, "Ya Rasulullah, what if I dedicate my whole entire night to just invoke Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or send salams upon you. He says, takfiq. He said, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, will be enough for you. And because of it, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will remove your distress. And because of it, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will remove your sins. You know, Allah, sometimes I know people when they get up for Qiyamul Layl and they don't feel like praying Qiyamul Layl because we're human. We get tired sometimes. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said in the hadith, if you get up for Qiyamul Layla and you don't feel it, فطجع, just lay down. You know, I know people, they do that and what they do is just send them blessings upon Rasulullah until Fajr. For an hour or two hours, send them blessings upon Rasulullah Takfiq, ya akhi, takfiq, enough for you. And because of it, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will remove your distress and will remove your sins. So how many times do we actually send blessings upon Rasulullah How many times? Yeah, this is a sunnah. This is a sunnah. But people need to revive. People need to revive. You know, sometimes when you keep saying Allahumma salli ala Muhammad, people start calling you names and label you. Don't listen to them. Don't listen to them. This hadith in Sahih al-Bukhari. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated that in the Quran that we should send blessings upon Rasulullah So from now on, just try to put it in your list. On your word. The daily things that you have to do. Number one, I'm going to send blessings upon Rasulullah wasallam 500 times in the morning and another 500 times at night. Really? Instead of just listening to this or that or the other thing or talk about useless things and nonsense, just send blessings upon Rasulullah wasallam. Send blessings upon Rasulullah wasallam. That's a sunnah. Also another sunnah is to, to reflect. Reflect on your life and your relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Are you following the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam because the outward sunnah is only like 20 or 25 percent of the whole sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam which is also very important but what about the 80 or the 85 percent of the other sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam how he used to treat people how he used to treat his neighbors how he treated the environment around him that's also a sunnah that's also a sunnah think about the next generation Concern yourself about the state of the Muslims. That's also Sunnah. It's also Sunnah. Allah, oh we ask you to honor us as you honor the righteous people before us. Oh Allah, we ask you to strengthen our faith and strengthen the faith of those who recently became to, to, to the fold of Islam. Oh Allah, support them. Oh Allah, support them and help them during this time of fitan. Allahumma ameen. Oh Allah, we ask you to have mercy on our brothers and sisters who died in Sierra Leone and, and Guinea and all these Muslims who died from Ebola. And we ask you to remove the fitan and remove the diseases from the Muslims. Allahumma ameen.